0: Hello, and welcome to Leviathan News. I'm Samuel McCullough, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Garrett and DeFi Advisor. Good morning. Happy Monday. Good
1: morning. Happy Monday, everyone.
0: Yeah. Happy Monday. Hello, sales. Nice to see you. So we are going to lead in with Garrett, resident expert in Curve. What happened over the weekend? We thought we were getting rocket ship launches, but where are we as of today?
1: Yeah, big weekend. So uh, just yesterday, uh, if you look at the Curve Deployer address, which um, by random dice roll came up as OXBABE, OXBABE, it had a very busy weekend. It started deploying some artifacts. And if you actually start looking at that, you notice that it matches uh, some of the newest contracts within the Curve StableCoin repository. So in this case, as... I was paying attention to this. Uh, You can note that it was not actually the Curve Stablecoin being launched. It looks at this point like it's some implementation contracts, which will be used in the Curve Stablecoin factory. But this is, in fact, a necessary uh, precondition towards launching. So if you look through the entire Curve USD deployment script, you'll find that the first stage is getting some of these contracts live on-chain. Then the factory hooks into it. Um, The way the implementation contracts work is it's like the shell of a contract. It has all the necessary pieces, but it lacks the actual deployment um, initialization details. But it allows for something like a a factory to go ahead and launch these cheaply on-chain once it's got that template deployed. So it was a pretty big weekend. Um, This morning, the Curve USD deployer address also resumed a few more deployments. These were even smaller. These were very minor uh, uh, admin price oracles. So the way the actual Curve USD works is it uh, basically points to real price oracles and uses this as part of its entire AMM structure. In this case, the the actual price oracles that it's using are uh, still needs some testing. So these kind of dummy price oracles allow an admin to go in and set the price, which allows you to do things like say, what happens if Ethereum price crashes from five thousand dollars to a dollar overnight? How is that going to affect the overall setup? Uh, if you would like more information on it, I wrote up an entire article on the subject. Uh, This is on Substack, so visit curve.substack.com where we get into a lot of the nitty gritty, kind of more technical details. But if any of you have any questions about this, um, in fact, one of the um, really interesting things that I spotted is just uh, last night, there's also a new commit to the Git repository, which will enable s-frax-eth to be used as collateral for Curve USD. So some big news in there, not just for the Curve ecosystem, but also for Fraximalists.
2: I definitely would like to uh, hear a bit of your thoughts I don't know if you have time for it uh, today but for me it's, extreme. it's one of the most uh, interesting narrative of the upcoming year in my, opinions. In my opinion I'm sorry. what happens when CRVUSD launches, how does it affect uh, the other uh, stablecoins what kind of adjustments should they make if any in order to uh, like keep their status or improve their status we definitely think that uh, it's going to be a game changer. And if you have anything you can or want to share about it, uh, for sure. I think uh, I'm not the only one who's going to be interested in knowing that.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this, you and I, or actually, Garrett, you talked about this on the Flywheel podcast, which you did several months back. Uh, we didn't know as much about Curve USD at the time, but we did talk about the, the liquidity makeup uh, and the potential of a FRAX uh, Curve USD base pool which looks like it's going to be uh, coming in the future. Speaking of FRAX, a new USDP FRAX uh, base pool launched last week. It's called FRAX PP is the name of it. And (laughs) in just a few days, in under a week, the pool has gained more than $100 million worth of assets, uh, which is great, 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 great cool. I mean, that's that's really fast. this is one of the fastest grow. Actually, checking right now, it has eighty-two million dollars worth of assets. Then you can earn up to five point six nine percent by depositing into this one.
1: Not bad. That rivals uh, what you can get if you take your money out of DeFi and put it in a bank account. So that's pretty exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, and we. This is this is interesting, right? Because I think you reported about this last week, uh, Garrett, or at least you retweeted it. How the 3Pool is starting to potentially become a problem because the Wintermute hacker has more than, I believe, 30% of all the liquidity that's in that pool. And so potentially it might be better to switch over to one of Frax's base pools instead of keeping money in 3Pool in for the time being.
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of the stable coins that consisted or became the constituents of 3Pool um, like they made sense back in the day, USDC, DAI, and Tether, but nowadays each of those stable coins has lost some of its luster. Like USDC, of course, is still like had that DPEG event from a few a month ago at this point. And it's still getting people like a little bit concerned about it. And then uh, Tether's always, of course, been the subject of FUD. Uh, and then DAI is just wrapped USDC. So, it remains to be seen as the kind of stablecoin ecosystem evolves. Like, we might well see that the next generation of stablecoins is all built off Frax, Curve USD, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Aave's Go. Uh, we might see LUSD, which has been one of the better battle tested stablecoins at this point. Like, we're getting good options out there. We don't necessarily need to re- rely on the kind of highest liquidity stablecoins in USDC, USDT, and DAI.
0: Very excited for all of that. I'm also really excited for the upcoming launch of YETH. Which is currently in a snapshot vote uh, on its deployment. Did you guys get to check out the uh, the snapshot at all? Essentially, it goes into all the information about the governance and the operational uh, aspects of this new contract that's going to be launched.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. Um, so, why ETH looks to be pretty heavily um, favored to pass at this point. So it's a big step for the urine ecosystem. Uh, you know, Obviously the Shanghai update has really taken all the interest in LSDs and turbocharged it. Uh, we of course see the explosive growth of Frax ETH, especially since Shanghai and Chappella. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly, uh, exactly where why ETH fits in the ecosystem. Any predictions on, uh, on where it's going to, where it's going to go?
0: well, I am very bullish on it because outside of Frax, Yearn is one of the largest CRV holders. Uh, so it has a lot of voting power that it can direct towards YETH. Is
2: it going mm-hmm. to have like a structure uh, similar to what uh, FraxEat is uh, doing with the two tokens? Because I think uh, someone explained to me that that's what allows actually Frax to uh, give such benefits to the FraxEat uh, holders or is it
1: different? Oh. My understanding is is it's a basket of LSDs.
0: It's a basket of LSDs, but they're going to Uh, have to...
2: Like a kind of index?
0: Yes, yes. It's an index token for for LSDs, but they're going to have to pair it against something. And uh, Curve has 60 million uh, CRV that it can use to vote with. I believe they're one of the largest uh, CRV holders after Convex, number two. So it's going to be interesting how they uh, design and direct all of their uh, liquidity incentives to the pool to YETH after it's launched on chain.
1: And uh, let's not forget that Frax ETH went on a, a absolute terror of creating Frax ETH paired pools. So if we see a Frax ETH YETH paired pool, there would be two powerhouses that could potentially bribe that pool towards some of the heftiest returns we've seen.
0: Yes. But it's always important to understand that these derivatives, at least these, these index tokens, uh, they're compounding smart contract risks. So it does have its own risks. Uh, when you when you you know swap your ETH or whatever you have into white ETH, you are taking the contract risk of all the platforms that you're now using uh, in different risk amounts. So that's definitely something to be advised of.
2: Also, can I ask another uh, thing, guys? Like, uh, when many times when a team uh, or project uploads a new uh, contract, and like, uh, it's gonna have, like in two months from now, maybe they find some kind of bug. So will people need to possibly migrate or is it the kind of contract that's going to simply going to launch there and you can and you don't need to do it do you have any uh, thoughts or uh, information about it maybe
1: it's a good question i don't know enough about the composition i'd imagine that they could uh that the dao has reserved some powers to be able to to adjust the kind of mix of assets but it's one of the dangers with single-sided staking it's also like a frequent um frequent complaint people have against conic and similar type omni pools
2: yeah
0: yeah i think with this one though it's a little bit different because they can provide in well, at least in governance you should vote on the the a- asset allocation makeups and it should be kept pretty tight and hopefully you know the earner users are some of the smartest in all of defi and so they should be uh, watching those closely in case anything happens so another big story that happened over the week, and actually this has really been the past week. The narrative in Cryptoland has been the return of meme coins. We've seen Pepe, we've seen Wojak, we've seen Nada, and a whole host of other uh, potentially what you could call shit coins come and rise and gain huge valuations as, as punters are throwing millions of dollars into these, uh, into these meme coins. With no happenstance, and one of the the byproducts of all this retail money flowing into these low liquidity meme coins is that MEV bots have been making an absolute killing. Over the weekend, a MEV bot called uh, Jared from Subway has been making thirty ETH every few hours from sandwiches. Good God, man! <laughs> I know. <laughs> <That is sick. laughs> This you know it's like sense. they say if you're if you
1: are not at the table you're probably on the menu so a lot of these people who are trading <laughs> yeah. meme coins should really really you know look at some basic security practices for how to trade on chain it's yes. if you're not using kind of mev protection you you might just be opening up your wallet and draining it
0: yes so uh i would always recommend using an aggregator uh one inch is nice uh i per- i personally used uh DeFi Llama's uh, swap that they have because they're like an aggregator of aggregators. And so, yeah, go use them if you can. Uh, you know, with these meme coins, it's hard because there's such low liquidity and usually they have taxes and you kind of have to set your your slippage quite high. And so, uh, you know, retail just gets rinsed on these. Uh, it's a good and a bad thing. But you know what? Good for Jared for Subway. He's, he's the one of the top gas spenders in the entirety of all of
2: DeFi. And uh, I'm sure he's happy that he's making bank right now. Do you guys think that uh, the same people issuing the meme coins are the people uh, managing most of the MEV operations? Like, is that like a business plan for them? No. <laughs> the co- uh, you get it's
1: too much credit.
0: Yeah. 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 In my opinion. Coin, yeah. These meme coins take, it's a whole different game. So, um, Speaking of gas, BNB or BSC or BNB chain uh, has reduced their gas amount from uh, five-way to three-way to make it more affordable than ever to use the network. Uh, While that could seem like a good thing, uh, potentially that does raise the potential for lots more spam transactions to come through.
1: Yeah, I think this kind of same effect is very noticeable on Polygon where people almost treat it as a testnet because it's so affordable. People have no problem just uh, kind of deploying junk and seeing what's going on. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know, I don't play a lot on Binance Smart Chain, to be honest. Uh,
0: it's very popular, though. I know there's a lot of people that are there. If you're in the Binance ecosystem, it's very easy to get into BSC, um, which is just a fork of geth. It's, it's essentially the Ethereum code base that's been pushed to the limit and has 21 validators. I have to admit, uh, I'm
1: surprised CZ did not uh, reduce it to four.
2: Gway
0: for Gway, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um on so- our
2: side of the world people are uh, much easier uh choose binance and whatever it's tough because uh, it has like a, a big moat around uh, awareness and crypto like the name binance and uh, crypto to the normal person outside of the us i think it's uh It's much easier for them to uh, go with something that has the Binance uh, stamp on it in a way Mm -hmm. compared to something like uh, Arbitrum, which uh, for me is, uh, you know, a million times better. Yet uh, for them, they don't have that name that says that uh, kind of vouches for it. So I do think that uh, Binance is not going away. uh, No, they're not.
0: And also Binance, one of their other products that they own, Trust Wallet. Uh, had a vulnerability over the weekend where $170,000 of user assets were lost. They're planning a reimbursement, and they've asked everyone to uh, move their funds and also upgrade their wallets as well, too. And so this issue impacted wallet addresses generated through the browser extension between November 14th and November 23rd of 2022. Uh, They said that there's still about $85,000 of assets that are at risk and that people should be... Moving them as fast as possible. So, if you are using Trust Wallet and you created your addresses, then go out and fix it now. Uh, in, additionally, in crypto news, we had Kraken withdrawing 330,000 ETH uh, after regulatory enforcement came down and gave them the banhammer. However, deposits have outpaced withdrawals since the initial rush to take funds out in the first few blocks of Chappella. And uh, things are really proceeding well. I mean, I can tell you on the FraxEath side that we're just getting huge amounts of flows coming in. It's Yeah. Anyone who
1: wanted to get out got out within the first kind of week. And since then, it's been nothing but just floods of deposits as people feel a lot of confidence they can actually deposit their money and withdraw it. And FraxEath is definitely the biggest beneficiary of it because people see the FraxEath yield, see the, what's being built on the ecosystem, and it gives them a lot of confidence. So well-earned, well-earned W there.
0: Yeah, and uh, also a – well, I guess this isn't really a W. We'll we'll talk about some Ls now. Uh, VC funding in the Web3 space is down 82% year-on-year. That's kind of – I mean, I guess it's to be expected. We're in the depths of the bear market. People don't want to fund stuff, and shiny new AI stuff has come out where money's flowing into. Uh,
1: Additionally, yeah. I'll count that as a win, to be honest. Like some of the VC projects.
2: (laughs) I think it's kind of a W for us, you know what? Because so many people are – like defi natives and crypto natives are still here funding projects seeding projects and we have like uh, you know what i think now we actually see smart money not the money called smart money we can actually now see smart money and uh, like what the actual investors doing what like for example look at what you guys are doing over at frax look at what's happening in, on curve like to me in a way the market is so much more exciting now than what i assumption Pretty much hopeful that will happen in the upcoming years that exactly like you said oh there's a new ai bot project uh, blah 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 and uh, some vc is going to put uh, 500 uh, million dollars uh, into it
0: so just to round out the news for the, the today over the weekend uh we there's a story from the defiant which is interesting uh, analysis saying that most DeFi protocols fade after they're hacked uh, I guess that's to be expected. You run out of money, people don't trust you anymore and they get a little bit scared. Yeah. Uh, th- typically, you you'll if a team has bad code in a project, uh, sometimes they usually get hacked again. I mean, I can think of a few examples where this has happened multiple times uh, where, you know, uh, like the, like the out like our next story w- between Alpha Homora and the Iron Bank, right? Where Alpha Homora was was hacked what? Twice. Uh, and and now they have this whole like legal thing between themselves and Iron Bank, um, where you know there's what like twenty million dollars worth of user funds that are that have been stuck in the Iron Bank now because uh, I believe the Iron Bank got uh, hacked. That's a crazy one. Um, let's see what else is coming up. So. Uh, four of Germany's largest banks are trialing deposit tokens I'm guessing this will be similar to the French one that we talked about on Friday of last week um, you know when they start making stable coins like the euro whatever it is uh, that nobody actually uses uh, then I'll be a bit more excited but if it's just like a gated token that we saw last week where everything's controlled by the bank I mean I'm not I'm not too jazzed about that um, additionally Chinese city Officials are going to pay their government staff in CBDC. Uh, Good luck to them. Um, Keep your social credit scores up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good God, man. God help us. I know. I know. Yeah. And uh,
1: news out of there, the um, I thought uh, this might be interesting ramifications for Mister Do Kwan when a uh, Korean regional court ruled that, in fact, Luna is not a security. So uh, I believe he's still awaiting to find out where he's going to be extradited to. But he's got to hope he's going to Korea right. instead of the United States after that.
0: Yeah, I think he'll be in Montenegro for a while. I mean, he was like forging documents in Montenegro, which is probably like a three to four year sentence in that, and then he'll get passed off to the, the Feds or Korea. Who knows where he's going to go? Um, speaking of somebody who didn't get pulled up by the feds can you pull up the video that officer cia uh posted he's actually one of the members a quiet member of leviathan news he posted this over the weekend where a, a video emerged uh not really sure where it's from but a, a very smart enterprising police officer is uh reviewing a computer that a was confiscated from someone and he does a very smart thing by pulling out the USB that's connected to it and pulling this up now. Uh, can you, can you full screen this Garrett? So he reaches over, pulls it out was the at USB this moment that he knew he fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> so what, what was shown there was essentially, I'll pull this back up. And uh, this, this essentially has the officer pulling out the USB, but what he doesn't know is that that USB has a self-destruct mechanism on it and just completely wipes the computer. This person was thought to be an associate of a dark market, uh, or a a darknet market, and uh, he did the dumb thing and lost all the evidence. Yes. Uh, This was also, yep.
2: So basically, once uh, it was programmed, that once the USB is uh, disconnected, all of the information is uh, to be self-destruct? Yes. Cool. Good yes. God, what these people know to do. That's main that that's
0: just amazing. Exactly. And you know, this is supposed to be so you can like have a computer that works out in the open and if you see the feds coming, you rip it out and uh, you know, all that uh, information is destroyed. This is actually what happened with uh the um uh, what's his face who ran the uh The Silk Road, right? He also had one of these as well, too. But the feds came over and distracted him, asking him to like pick up something. And while he was looking away, they grabbed the computer, and uh, and arrested him. So um, you know, it's not full safe, it's not fail safe. Um, But you know, try not to work in
2: public, and you know, stay away from the feds. (laughs) And do good stuff. (laughs) Uh, Try to do good good stuff. Although they won't only uh, be looking for you if you uh, do bad stuff. Sometimes it seems.
1: Exactly. Yeah, there's some rumors floating around that uh, Gensler was inspired by the hearings last week to send out some more Wells notices this week. So we might expect some more aggressive regulatory actions this upcoming week. I'm going to have to
2: have Alex back I saw that hearing and it was simply like, uh, it's like watching a documentary. Like (laughs) so many people telling him, come on, man. Give us some kind of chance to bring this uh, new technology to be dominated by the U.S. like it still is. And I don't know, stuff seems so shady there, man. Well, hey, you're in
1: Israel, right? Could Israel take over, pick up the
0: U.S.'s slack here, become the hub?
2: I think we are better in doing stuff uh, beyond, uh, like, backstage, not on the front stage.
0: So that's going to wrap it up for today. If you do want to read or listen to more about the policy stuff we talked about last week with uh, Alex Golubitsky, who was formerly from uh, Umami as their CLO and is now, uh, you know, gamefully employed or gamefully unemployed. So, uh, please go and take a listen to that. Uh, this is going to be uh, the real, end for... Real Lev- quick. Oh, go ahead, Garrett.
1: Uh, everyone is uh, interested in submitting your own headlines. We've hooked up the Discord bot, so find our Discord link over on Twitter and pop into the Discord channel and feel free to submit your own headlines and we'll talk about them here.
0: Oh, that'd be great. Also, uh, if you are watching this, uh, show please leave a comment in youtube we'll we'll answer the questions that you guys have uh we will be back tomorrow today is april 24th 2023 uh this is leviathan news and uh you know what we need to catch you sign off garrick what what should we sign off like about (laughs) let's roll friends let's roll we'll have to think about some monster stuff uh (laughs) in the next few days all right have a good day guys we'll see you tomorrow
2: goodbye guys thanks a lot